Welcome, this is Politics Across Generations. I am Shadrach Williams. I am Joan Williams, the baby boomer. I'm Jennifer Nunez, another baby boomer, proudly. I'm Shalane Stevens, the millennial. And today we will be discussing, or we'd like to start off this episode with a quote. When you have people who are privileged and you give them equality, they will consider it... Cruelty. Cruelty. All right. So, Grandma Joan, what does that mean to you? That sounds like what is happening in America because the privileged whites have been so accustomed to everything being done to accommodate them that when other people try to get a few rights, they consider that they, they sound like Trump. I'm a victim. Mm -hmm. Every day he talks about being a victim. And you, you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of when black people came out with Black Lives Matter and then white people um, countered that with All Lives, Lives Matter, Matter. Right. because they look at it as, oh, black people are trying to get equality. Mm -hmm. Oh, I feel like I'm being attacked. Yeah. Yeah. And really, when you think about the many recent white men who have talked about, for example, Cory Booker, a presidential candidate, as a well-spoken Young man, well-spoken black man. This is a man who is qualified on several levels, is a presidential candidate, and is being referred to as being able to speak well. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, is a conundrum, I would say. He's a Rhodes Scholar. Yes. Just Eminently like, qualified. Just like, just like far more. Far more qualified than Pete Buttigieg, but he, Buttigieg is raising all the money and he's yes. up, way up in the polls. Yes. He's white. Joe, yeah. I saw that in the last debates, the Democratic debates for the December debates, they, they were having a, a competition, it seems, like Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg were having a competition with, to see who has the most billionaires funding their campaign. Yeah. Apparently, Joe Biden's in the lead. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that they see that as they're losing. So if they're like giving to others, that means you're lacking something, you're going to lose something. So I feel like that's just them being selfish and entitled. Yeah, well, Americans are known around the world for that. For being selfish and entitled. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. right. and, and arrogant. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And this is not an attack on American people. It's just an attack on the, on the, on the, the culture, the privileged culture, culture yes. Yes. that prefers to see other people in pain while they live in pleasure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is what we're speaking out against. And it goes back to the Ellis Island concept. When all these very uh, average white people came into America as immigrants through Ellis Island, they were given incredible privileges. They were given um, allotments of money. They were given loans. They were given a start, whereas blacks never, ever made it to the, um, what is it, 40 acres and a mule. Blacks, blacks never were got a start. And injured in the wars exactly. and came back and not even a little disability right. help they got. They got, they got Jim Crow. Yeah. Right. That's why I stand with people yeah. like Muhammad Ali who, who were drafted into mm -hmm. the Vietnam War and stood their ground and said, I'm not going to fight other oppressed people for exactly. the oppressor. Right. Exactly. But he never said he had bone spurs. <laughs> he 
He simply took a political yeah, stand. And went to jail. Yeah. He stood up for his rights. Yes. And went to... And they sent him in, to jail. Imagine that. You don't want to risk your life mm -hmm. for a government that oppresses you and then they imprison you for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That to show you how American governments treat its people. But you know what, guys? As a baby boomer, as someone who's been in America for at least 50 years, in and out now, I look at what's happening today, and it's, it's really frightening, actually, because we know the Democrats. I am a Democrat. We know the history of the Democrats were not very favorable, is not very favorable to blacks. The Republicans traditionally were more accepting or open. They, yeah, they abolished slavery. Right. However, now we have a Trumpian party. It's not a Republican party. It's a party of one man who is determined to further his power and his wealth. Okay, but where do we go from here? If we are to say, okay, Joan, you want to further your power and your wealth base. There's nothing wrong with that in the context of the American dream. But when you rob others of the same um, ability, the same privileges, yes. yeah. then we have a real problem. What do those of us who are Democrats at this point, what do we do <clears throat> when we see that there is so much, on one hand, confusion within the Democratic Party, confusion with regard to a real stand, yeah. confusion with regard to the ability. They don't ability. have a cohesive message. No cohesive all over the place. They also don't have the ability, it seems, to match the, the Republicans. And I'm sorry. It's, it's like taking, what do they say? Taking a Candy butter up. knife to a gunfight. Mm. <laughs> you know, you really can't do, you can't make any it's changes. What can you do? So what do we do at this stage? The first if we you, abstain... The first thing you, you Democrats need to do is get a cohesive message. You can't be left over there and the right over well, there. Okay. I mean, you have, you have Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders criticizing yeah. people. There's nothing wrong with getting yeah. wealthy. Yeah. What's wrong with At that? At all. I would We're love Yes, and, I mean, <laughs> this is a capitalist. Yes, um, it is that Warren says she's a she's a capitalist, but at the same time she wants to tell right. everybody where they must get their money from. And right. and that's why I love the even though I don't support or even like Pete Buttigieg, I loved mm -hmm. what he said to to her during the presidential debates where he was he's basically saying that you cannot you cannot pass. Um, <laughs> Test. Yeah. yeah, you can't pass the tests that you test. yourself can't pass. The purity yeah, test. you can't yeah. you can't you can't yeah. dish out purity tests that you yourself it's can't pass. Because she is a millionaire, yeah. but yet she's saying, Oh these, the, the wealthy people yeah. are bad yeah. and Bernie Sanders is a millionaire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Pete Buttigieg's campaign point is that fact alone that he is the only the candidate that is not a millionaire <laughs> on the stage. And well, now that we have no people of color apart from Andrew, Andrew Yang. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and my apologies there, because certainly he's a, a, a person of color. But now that we have no other brown or black people, or no brown or black people representing the vast, the incredibly large number of black and brown voters, where do we go from here? Vote for Andrew Yang. <laughs> I got you. So no vote for Andrew Yang. Yeah. I don't have a problem. Yeah. 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 Neither do I. 
What? Yeah, um, I was saying, um, she was asking, what are we going to do about um, getting a stance, like a mm -hmm. message from the Democratic Party? And I was like thinking, isn't that the reason why they have debates so that people can like come to that decision? But because there's so many people debating, it's, yes. it's confusing yes. and people don't know like who they're like going to stand with because they're like, they have issues with that person and yeah. that person. And they're like, there's not one person that's like solid that they can yeah. actually stand with. Which I find interesting because even though with every candidate, they say people can find a point that they don't like, right? Mm -hmm. But the only point that I see people making about Andrew Yang that they don't like is that he won't win. Yeah, <laughs> that's the exactly. only point, and yeah. I find that to be utterly that's ridiculous. He's not moving up in the polls. What's he doing on the ground to really consolidate? You say that he's not moving up in the polls, but yet people like Kamala Harris, people like the other other mm -hmm. people, they're not in the debates now. Yeah, Andrew Yang has the most grassroots support in terms of people yeah, donating but when, I mean, to his campaign. They have four people in the top: they have Biden, Sanders, um, Warren, and Buttigieg. You know what? A question that comes to my mind is who creates these poll numbers? Yeah. Because if because polls. if you look at it right, if you look at in October. People like Kamala Harris and those people, they were ahead of Andrew yeah. Yang in the polls. Mm -hmm. But yet Andrew Yang is still currently because in the debate. They couldn't yes. come up with because they didn't have for because their no, because to to be eligible for the December debates, you had to have two hundred thousand individual people Working. supporting uh, by donating to your campaign. Mm -hmm. And they and didn't have that. But they support. didn't have that. So that shows that these poll numbers are ludicrous. Yeah. They're not yeah. they're not real. Because who creates in these polls? These people who were supposedly ahead of Andrew Yang, they did not have as much support as Andrew Yang. Mm -hmm. So what are these polls really representing? Yeah. I understood the, well I mean you could say they're rigged like the, they're rigged. the current yeah. uh, it's rigged. says but let me ask you this I, I think the thing that really bothers me and I'm superbly concerned about what as baby boomers we're leaving for you millennials nothing I think we have <coughs> absolutely nothing absolute nothing yeah, we have made a mess of a yeah. whole lot but not everything come on not everything there's some I would like you to name one thing that the baby boomers have done well one thing hmm when Jennifer finishes her point, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. baby boomers have done nothing you, you well have, for I anybody mean, except I'm themselves. I'm taking that personally, and I feel depressed about that. I really it's do. just the reality. But the reality is, what have we done? We have focused quite well on ourselves individually, exactly. As opposed Only. to yeah, as opposed to doing things in a unified way, collaborate mm. in a in a collaborative way. We really have messed up. I think what baby boomers have given to the younger generations is the same mentality of, oh, individualism. Yeah. Yes. That yeah. is what I Which see really, baby boomers giving. individualism and is overrated. Exactly. Yes. Because even in a personal relationship, you need to. All right. And I think you need more than that in this to make the world for us for continuity and i mean babies are being born every year so it's not like we can we're allowed to stand still we really have to go on so what do we do so over to you joe i'll tell you what what can unite us no yeah. i want you to tell us what the baby boomers have done because you're making okay. it seem like the baby what boomers done a lot baby, well they, we haven't had a war since what what the hell? The Afghanistan war is going on currently. A world war that took that took the energy from the entire world. The baby, the most wars happened during the baby boomer generation. No, no, that's just you know what? They managed to form coalitions 
for peace in most of the world. But since you have been alive, there has been, been the Korean War, there has been, been the Vietnam War, there has been, been the Iraq War, yeah, there has been the Afghanistan War. There's a war that has taken <laughs> in every nation of the world, as was common in the early 1900s. Where you had the whole of one side, side so against the whole. That's your that's saying progressive. That's progression. That, well, a progressive there's a little more peace. That's not true. Yes, it's, it's utter, there, it's, that's utter garbage. What about, what about the technology revolution? It's, it's not the millennials who started, you know, it started with the baby boomers, learned that. What, what you are growing up with now and talking about this great technology didn't start with you guys, just learned that. I, I it didn't start with, with the baby boomer generation price. either. Yes, it the did. No, most, it did not. Most technological developments it took, did place, not. took place between the 60s and the 2000s. Well, not even about right. No, you, you're right. saying that you're saying that they were directly involved of in the, they were. Uh, in creating it technology. Was them, baby boomers you, you're, were you're saying baby that they started boomers, it off, right? Yes, the baby boomers yeah. were that born is not in the accurate. 40s yes. and the great technological revolution started in the 60s. Yeah. They were the millennials in the 60s and it's the baby boomers who have started the technological revolution that you people are piggybacking on now. So don't pick on us, baby boomers. Well, I don't feel that, like we should point fingers and feel like we yeah, should just learn was, from the past exactly. and talk about what we're going to do now. You know why we're pointing fingers? Because the baby boomers have a habit of pointing fingers at the millennial generation saying, oh, this is your fault because of this. Even though they didn't create a, a certain... certain um, Teach certain lessons or or, or provide. Let me, what do you let mean? Me. That is a, in the news, you see it all the time. Blaming no. millennials for everything. But I one, I I I will not blame the millennials for everything. One of the things, what I will do is blame myself as a parent for having been so indulgent with a millennial. I think that's one of the things yeah. that the baby boomers have we done. We try to make it easier. We try to make it easier. So there are a lot of millennials who are not as as, uh, as responsive to res to um, being responsible as they mm. should be yeah okay however Shadrach, how is that the baby boomers fault though wouldn't that be the parents the no, generation no, yeah, yeah, but that's, that's who we are, are. We as parents, parents. Yes. i know that mm. personally i'm guilty mm. but i think there's one critical word that has driven the colossal um, um, mess that we're in, and that is ego. Well, you know what I find to be interesting? Because most people are in the media, they, they only talk about the baby boomer generation or the millennial generation. And it shows that, and it, what that shows me is that the baby boomers have done such a great job with their children, Generation X, that nobody wants to talk about them anymore because they, they haven't done absolutely nothing for progression in the <laughs> I world. I think we need to stop arguing about which generation has been that. Yeah, and, and because it's what, No, that's not... We're we not talking about progress. which generation is better. We, we need to put our eyes on a prize and work towards a cohesive goal. Exactly. And right now, yeah. the cohesive goal has to, be to get rid of the confusion of Donald impeached Trump, Trump and his tribe. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. because well, they're not worried about no, when, what's Think going about on a Jim Jordan. Think about a Jim Jordan within the scheme of things. In terms of when you think of most of these guys, when you think of the offices they hold and the ethics that they should be upholding, the ethical, the principled stance that they should be. Look at his 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 um history at Penn State. Yeah. Look at what 
But the fright, how many yeah. of them that, that have failure and the sexual assault? But I feel how like they're not held accountable because of their power, the money, yes. and that's yes. a problem. But you yes. know what is scary? The most scary thing is the thing called the white evangelicals yes. in America. Yes. They are backing the most immoral yes. president yes. in the history yes. of the world. Yes. And they are holding yes. up the Bible while they are doing it. it. Has nothing Somebody said that the white evangelicals are the greatest Asset yes. to the growth of atheism, and I yes. agree. How, yes. can you, how yes. can you believe in God when you Thank have pictures you. like that? Between as them and models? the NRA, those are the two most evil <laughs> institutions in this country. Don't forget big tobacco. Um, oh, don't forget the institution called Mitch McConnell. He's an institution, yeah. and he is yeah. Mr. You mean evil. Moscow Mitch? Much Moscow Mitch, and don't yes. forget Trump will be out in maximum four years. By the way, Mitch will be there forever. By the way, I, I'm speaking of Trump and his um friends in the power. Um, I know I saw a picture of one of the guys, one of the guys who who recently got arrested yes. for helping Trump. They they put a picture of him holding up his um white supremacist sign. Is that the one in Washington State? I don't remember which where the location was. I just I just know he was with other military top officials and all of them were holding up the same white power symbol. Stephen Miller, who is um agent of evil. He is Trump's advisor on immigration. He's an out and out white supremacist. So that's what I'm saying. If a person is by the way yeah, but Who is Jewish? And he's, and he's a white yeah. supremacist. But, that's the problem. but if a person is hanging with a they don't duck. don't care about humanity. That's the issue. They don't care about themselves. Fox like a duck, walk like a duck. It must be a duck. It is because of Steve Miller, why the Trump administration had no problem tearing babies from their mother's breast to stop them from coming to America. And who knows where those children are today? There's no time. In the media, there's no time to show, to highlight the plight of those children. Yep. And the mothers. That's why and the, that's why there's a people are starting to spell America differently instead of the spelling of A M E R C or I C A. They're spelling it A M E R I K K K A. Because the Ku Klux Klan reigns Yeah. Because you see, blacks were allowed for some reason during the Obama that whole era. Blacks started. You know, as we say in the Caribbean, smelling themselves. Mm-hmm. They started thinking that they mm-hmm. had arrived. Yeah, and yeah. they had and rights. That they had rights. <laughs> more than, you are so correct, more than anything that they had rights. Mm-hmm. And many of them, if you hear what's being spouted recently, it's for us to go back to the good old days. Mm-hmm. What were the good old when days? When Jim Crow could just That's lynch right. you for looking too That's hard. Right. Yeah. yeah. Slavery was the good old days. Yes. Yes. That's why in America, when you when you don't have any economic economic value, they look at you as not having any human value. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They, they're like, "What's the purpose of you living?" None. Yeah. So yeah. I and like that comes from slavery. The problem. Yeah. That's why I love what Andrew Yang made a made a um, tag called "Human value does not equal economic value," because and he's selling that as a pin. If Donald or the Republicans and all the whites don't see what they're doing as a problem, like they genuinely they generally see nothing wrong with it. See anything no, wrong with it? They're no. not going to change. Well, that that reminds me. Hold on. That reminds me of the the what the, what the I think it was a Russian leader. I think it was Stalin who said people from third world countries don't have a right to decide if they live or die. 
That it goes back to that same mentality. Which is taught. But what is even more dangerous, not only do these whites not think that they are doing anything wrong, they, God is telling them, I approve via, they are yes. getting that message via the, church. the evangelical yes. churches. Yes. Mm. You yes. are, and this black man, this man, going and praying to a white Jesus. Yes. This man, uh -huh. Rick Perry, said that yes. Trump was what? A, was the chosen. The chosen one. Yes. So yes, of course, these, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could never join a religion after seeing all these people. Mm -hmm. What religion well, represents? It, but if you look at back in the slavery days, right? This is why I love that movie Harriet, where Harriet was escaping from the from the farm yeah, of the, yeah. the slave master, and the slave master approached her before she jumped off of the bridge into the into the river, and he approached her saying, "Hey, if you kill yourself." God is going to make you burn in hell. That's so now that makes, me, that makes my eyes open up and saying, all this talk about suicide bringing you to hell, that's just a way for the slave masters to keep their keep slaves on the farm. Of course. Yes. Yes. of course. You know, uh, someone was saying the other day, you know, we have been so brainwashed, black people. Mm -hmm. um, a few, not, not totally free slaves, but slaves who were, who became, were allowed to become Mm -hmm. indentured I mean they were getting some pay mm -hmm. and a couple of them got cattle and you know had some calves and stuff mm -hmm. and took the calves to the master as a gift <laughs> Wow okay now you are barely starting out but you think that by giving your best little calf to the master, you're going to curry favor for what? You're going to go to heaven. Huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the white man told him that. Yeah, exactly. Rainwash. Yeah. And it's I, the right I, thing I remember, to do. I remember seeing a quote in an in a anime show that, was, that said, brainwashing, faith, and religion are like a curse on mankind. Wow. And I thought, and I said, wow. Wow, T-Song said, religion is the opiate. Of the common man. Mm. Mm -hmm. Powerful words. Amen. They have control to the true the common day. man with yeah. religion for yeah. so long. And this is what the white evangelicals have done in a right. While they take their private jets. You remember the one that says, he not flying commercial. Because all the wicked, all the wicked, dirty people. Flight commercial. Yeah. He has to have a private oh, jet. Oh yes, God, God deem right. They tell you that if Jesus came back, he wouldn't ride a donkey. He would he would drive an air, a fly right. an air jet. Right. <laughs> so I am gonna. I mean, I don't get it. That you're gonna go on a Sunday, try to put on your fine, fine, the finest you have, mm -hmm. and take whatever you have mm -hmm. to give this man to be the emissary. He's going to represent yeah. you or yeah. represent God to you. And the only way you can get to God is through him. Through him. Mm -hmm. huh? yeah. And he's telling you, don't let nothing jingle in my plate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't want to hear it. I want to see it. Yeah. But it mustn't jingle. Criminality <laughs> at his right? eyes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. What do we do about ignorance? Because that is downright ignorance. Brainwashing. If you look at the most progressive countries in the world, mm -hmm. the yeah. religion is at a minimum yes. in those countries. Religion, yes. you see, in places like Africa, Nigeria, you have churches all over the place. Mm -hmm. Those are the most... Jamaica. Jamaica has the most churches. Yes. Jamaica has the most churches. Religion is a danger to thinking people. Because mm -hmm. they don't have to think. They just have to Follow. recite. Exactly. Just say, 
you know, whatever from the Bible. They just follow. How the hell you know who wrote that Bible how many years ago? Well, most likely how a white mean, man. Of Bring course. Their <laughs> yeah, because the slaves, you know, the version of the Bible, there's a version that was not given to the yeah. slaves. Mm. Because it had right? it progressive has, thoughts. Yeah, progressive thoughts. Thoughts that would, would engender some kind of revolt. Whoa. Mm -hmm. yes. So, guys, tell us. From your perspective, what you want to see. I mean, we've made a mess. We agree. Oh, what so I... Going the forward. The There's a lot yeah. that I want to see, right? Okay. First, it goes back to undoing all the policies that the baby boomer generation has set Tell in the place. No, well, not all, but many of the... When I say policies, I mean in terms of the systematic the systematic racism those oh. those are the policies that i'm speaking oh. about the policies that the are baby boomers did that well you, that was there there's no before. other generation you know the baby boomers lost their lives fighting against yeah. racism what yeah. you are experiencing nothing is nothing Shadrach. compared to what listen people and Shadrach, in the 60s I, and 50s in the you, if you looked at somebody who had you would have been lynched yes so you are living good now we don't, don't. were you want to build on what we did. Yeah. Okay. Black power, Vietnam War. And let me tell you, when I was in, I went to City College of New York. And in order to get into City College of New York, for that, there to be open admissions, we had to capture that sucker and stay there for four days till the cops were coming to break our asses apart. Okay? We held it. And most of the people who did it were Caribbean students. So stop right. criticizing but that, the, the, yeah. uh, baby boomers and build on what we have done. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so like what I was saying, right? Well, in, well, to piggyback off of what you two are yeah. saying about the baby boomers and doing some of the baby boomers or whatever you're saying, right? In terms of... In terms of um, what you're saying of baby, we need to build off of what yeah. the baby boomers have done. Here's some things. They, what, what, when you see, when you see certain things on TV with baby, with, with millennials protesting on things like the NRA and guns and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that, it, that's, and very, climate change especially. Very progressive. Right? These are, these yeah. are things that we're still well, doing, but we're still getting criticized for. For example, for, let me. For example, let me finish. Let me speak. Let me speak. Let me speak. Let me, speak. Let me finish. When, so for example, you have this little girl that came out speaking about climate change, Greta. right, Greta, yeah. and then you have these world leaders who are baby boomers mm -hmm. criticizing her, was mocking it world her. World leaders or one? It was. It was. It was Trump and Putin. Oh God! But oh you God! Don't because, mention yeah. that penis. Well, well, that is that's pukish. Listen, to, I don't know if there's such a word. Well, those are the but, two I know about. <laughs> but they're they're in bed together. Yes, Didn't they're, they're they, one you know, the I mean, that's two as one. Right. They're probably married. Okay. Right. So I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. We don't even mention that. All right. Well, we have to understand. In, in, while saying that, we have to understand that. Trump and Putin have some of the biggest support in the world. Okay. Right? That's true. In terms of numbers and true. in terms so, so we and arms. So you have and to arms. So you have to you even if you don't like it or not, yeah. you still have to you. pay attention to what you. they're saying yeah. and to what they're doing. Especially, because they have yeah. the largest support. Especially what and in a country where where anybody who's not white is called minority, yes. you have to be uh, awake to everything that they're yes. saying. Yes. Because these Trump can incite 
yes. these white people in this country to take violent yes. measures against minorities. Yes. Yes. As a wise man once said, it's not the power of water that destroys anything. Mm -hmm. It is the what? It's the persistence. The persistence. Right. So right. The, the millennium can't just give up and say these guys are too powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to remain persistent. You have to you have to visualize your goals and work yeah. towards it. That's all I have to say. All right. Which is a valid point, but at the same time, numbers what well, like they like they like they always say power in numbers, power in numbers and mm -hmm. mass what I'm saying, the mass always wins or something no, like that. It only takes one person to change. That's Gandhi Look at this. No, 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 no. It is a historic fact. You see how the changes came about in um, India? Gandhi started the revolution. You saw how things started to change in South Africa? A man named Mandela. In the United States, it only takes, it doesn't take numbers to beat right. Well, if we're being realistic. People with vision. If we were they can mobilize around. They mobilize in their own ideas. That's very, that's such a pretty point that grandma just made, right? But if we're being realistic, it, nothing changed with those one men. Yes, they may have started something. It did not change with them. They did, did not change with them. Uh, and, and when you're talking about people like Gandhi, you also have to mention the people that came before him too. That's what. I mean, it changed because we're still dealing with the same issues. We're still dealing. So, so. Not, not to the same extent. Well, I, think, I, think, I think it's just like I, I think it's pretty yeah. now. I think you, millenni I think now, you know? millennia prefer to criticize. I thought we were pointing pictures. No, we're not. No, instead that, of trying to this work, to, to visualize the sense society that you want and start working you, and building on what the we The reason have millennials even find the need to even mention anything about baby boomers because baby boomers have been taking the initiative to point blame at the millennials. For I'm example, right. you can look at the student loan crisis they might blame millennials for Even that you can look at the auto loan crisis they're blaming millennials for that so you so you cannot point the fingers at millennials and tell millennials not to blame baby boomers while baby boomers are the ones who started pointing the finger in the first place my peace be unto you <laughs> i find that to be hypocritical to say not don't criticize let's me because I'm criticizing truce. you. Let's call a truce, find ourselves some common goals and work towards it. And yeah. the reason the baby boomer point is, is, is important is because it goes back to the saying, you can't teach your old dog new tricks. So when it comes to, when it comes to these white men who are in power, mm -hmm. their mentality is not going to change. You cannot try you, and like, change these they people. They don't see the problem. You have to, so you have to get a younger get generation. That's the real question. How are we going to get them? You have to get, you, you, you're not going to change them. You have to get a younger generation you in that see, power. You, yes. Did you see yes. how, yes. Of, how many of younger generation of color won in 2018 and are now changing the Congress? Mm -hmm. Things don't happen overnight, you know. It has to be a process, but and you have to have a vision. And I love, to, to go back on to mentioning the democratic debates, I love what Andrew Yang said when they asked him why, they, why he doesn't believe there are more people of color on the, on the stage on that night. Mm -hmm. And Andrew Yang said to them, said, in order for you to be, a pres to have, to, to, to be a person of color and be on this stage, 
you're going to have to have disposable income. Mm-hmm. And in order for you to get the support of other people of color, they have to have disposable income. Whoa. Exactly. Whoa. That's the point Andrew Yang made, why there's not yes. enough people of color yes. on the stage. And why is that? Yes. Because of certain Same. systematic System measures that made sure pressure. that black yes. people, Hispanic people, yes. and the minorities are yes. not able to interfere in Wait. what they yeah. want to do. Yeah. That is the reality of the and United States. And they make sure States. that their family and like exactly. lineage set so just they like, can carry on. Just like the woman who Trump put in charge of the um, ed- okay. Department okay. of Education. Oh that, my God. This woman made sure she made sure to get 10 yachts or, or how many yeah. amount of yachts she has. Mm-hmm. And then talking about she's working on the best on behalf of the students while the student loan debt is point is 1.7 trillion dollars and there's nothing being done to stop that in fact there's policies put in place to keep that going and, and it's because of this lady who trump put in power and she is a baby boomer and, and, they, and then there's now there's a thing where sheriffs are coming to people's doors who weren't able to pay their student loans for a certain period mm-hmm. and carrying them to to jail and then putting them before court but uh, for example there was a black man in Texas, who got dragged from his home by a, by a sheriff because he never paid $1,100 on his last, on his student loan bill. And he was dragged to jail and put in front of a, in front of a judge. It's a plan, yes. the same trap that they, 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 that they wanted black people to fall into the education yeah, sure. trap. Because first it was black people aren't allowed to learn. And then it's like, all right, now we have no choice. We can't stop these people from learning. So we have to trap them. To be educated, you're like, oh, they're going to Because they're going to want this. They they know that black people are going to want this education. So we have to make sure where we put them in debt. Because they know that the debtor is always slave to the lender. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something, Shadrach. Going back to my school and when we took it over. What happened after that was they introduced a program called SEEK. Mm-hmm. And that SEEK program was aimed at minorities who did not proper, either they didn't graduate from school and they got a GED, mm-hmm. right? Or they were going to enroll in the ROTC, fast track to, to the military, but that bought them a space in the university. Many of them were not prepared. People like me, I was tutoring mm-hmm. a lot of them to try and get them to a level where they could be university mm-hmm. um, compliant, you know, with the, right. with the, um, with the regulations mm-hmm. or with the requirements. And after that, they were introduced to grants and loans. Mm-hmm. It's like you could have gotten a student loan, honey, like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. In an hour, you go to the bank. Oh, go get a student loan. Yeah. And people, exactly. when they graduated, they were not getting jobs to pay that mm-hmm. money back. Exactly. Like, oh, you know, so, your master's degree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have get, if I'm lucky, I get $80,000 a year, but then I have to pay for this loan yes. that's like 100, 100 to $200,000. And then you look at my, my paycheck and yeah. then all my money is yeah. gone. So that's it's like, what am I doing? It's a plan. There's this college. There was this college that, that, was beat, that was sued by the Department of Education because all of its students weren't able to get jobs after they graduated from that college. All of their students... Mm-hmm. We're not able to get jobs after graduating. Why was there discrimination against that particular? Because it was because the standards were low. No, because they they made they they influence. No, listen, listen. They they influence these students and 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 encourage these students to get to get degrees in things like 
forensic engineering yeah, and and um, and computer computer sure. design or or, yeah. or something like things so that there was no they, they before, just put they just right. put some fancy words Name, together yeah, and then say oh yeah. this looks nice you'll get a job with that oh okay. forensic design okay well, yeah. you, your man Andrew Young is into um, more educating people in the technical yeah. areas, you know, which makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Just academic education alone can't be in the country. Yeah, but let me tell you now, it was when a I plan. was at the OAS in the scholarships department, what we were trying to do was to look, for example, at the Caribbean. Now we have the Latin Americans and the Caribbeans. Caribbean is a minute percentage of the Latins. The Latins also... Um, I don't think they're necessarily education-oriented more than we are, but they have more um, at, their, at their disposal. Mm -hmm. The governments are more supportive. So what we had with the um, Caribbean people were many of them were not um, competent in social skills. You might be okay academically, but to become a part of this society and mm -hmm. you know the social skills are critical mm -hmm. you have to be able to function it's not just about being able to to pass an exam sense. right mm -hmm. because even in medical schools today they're looking almost um, looking at social skills in balance with the academic yes, skills extracurricular so, activities right. and so. we found a lot of caribbean students were not up to par so but the only place we could send them where they would accept them because politically it was looking good and because of the, to, was to china because of ch the chinese determination to penetrate everywhere mm -hmm. uh, black mm -hmm. and brown so they were going, we were sending them to China and they were meeting really horrific situations because the Chinese will tell them outright, we don't want you here, you're a nigger, you're black. And then they had this commercial, they were running this commercial with a, a black, black man. I don't know if you all have heard about it, really black man who they were dunking DPS, in the washing machine the, with the, and, uh, then he came out white, and he came out white or Asian or right. whatever. And I mean, I remember there was a, a, a real uh, protest in. Um, That's not even the worst part. China had China had a museum where they compared black people to animals. Mm -hmm. Like they had picture of a they had a picture. I remember specifically they had a picture of a black baby. Right. Next oh. to a picture of a gorilla face. So are you face. saying they are more racist right. than the Americans? No. No, they they no. theirs is Amer America is is vile, but China, the Chinese uh, racism is discreet. It's yeah. it's discreet, but it's it's also vile mm -hmm. because some of the students who were there, or some black people who go to China, they tell you point blank, you're not allowed here. You go and stay in just this I saw the same thing in Vietnam. You know, I was in Vietnam last year. With all my, the Asian, all the Asian. I saw friend, it in Korea. My friend who was teaching English in Vietnam says so mm -hmm. she has been to shops, and the people said, "No, no, 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 black okay. people can't come yeah. here." And they want to come touch your hair, wow. but you can't touch their head because it's this—it's a dishonor oh. to touch somebody's head. But they want to come touch your hair or your your body or whatever, and they will never allow you to do that to them. Mm. So we had to develop a program where we really socialized, oriented the students who are going there as to how they are. To understand the so right. mm -hmm. And so we did that over a period. I wrote the program and, and um, you know, held seminars and stuff. But because people were coming from such 
disadvantaged situation mm -hmm. financially. I mean, coming from the Caribbean. It's you like just what Grandma was saying earlier. It's like, oh, you should be grateful just because yes. you're making yes. a little bit extra. Yes. But mm -hmm. you when, still want to be making as much as anybody else in the country course. is making. Mm -hmm. Well, China is coming in. In return for that, for mm -hmm. the, quote, scholarships they give, <clears throat> we had to intervene at one point in in a um, university in Beijing, where there were 80 students per floor. They had two bathrooms. Most of the students were women. Two bathrooms with no no door, mm. okay? And and like one, one um, drain where all the dirt from everybody was going. Culture. The people were getting wow. so sick. The girls were getting sick. Then they couldn't find the proper sanitary stuff. What year was this? I was there in 2016. Wow. wow. That was just 2016. And I, the OAS had a policy where it said, um, where based on the MOU that they signed with China, they didn't want to, if the student decided that he or she didn't want to continue, they would demand that they would have to pay money back what? for the scholarship. And we had to protest like hell. I mean, there are people from the third world are also disadvantaged in a bid to improve, to seek improvement. Mm -hmm. yeah. Man. But the problem is we are third world because we have been exploited by all Everybody. Always. Everybody. Always. Everybody. Yes. These by people our own people or politicians. politicians. Yeah. Yeah. The same politicians mm -hmm. who compromise. Not well, when I can't I, complain about China in this part of the world, but no. certainly the Koreans and the what Vietnamese. In what part treat, of the world? The, the, no, in their part of the world were oh. treated as badly as the Caribbean and Latin Americans were treated by the British and of the course. Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why it's so hilarious to know that there are oh. some that are still racist towards black people. Yeah. Because they were themselves being discriminated against but look at thailand in thailand they are the niggas of asia right yeah. and they are so racist it's true, it's true. Yeah. oh my god and they, but they, what i find interesting though is that in some places like japan there seems to be a oh. bit of a shift because um based off of certain videos that i've seen with black people talking about their lives in japan mm -hmm. they said that at that first when they came they were experiencing they, they weren't experiencing discrimination but they were being told that they weren't allowed here or weren't allowed there because they were black that is discrimination. but in terms but they're saying compared to the discrimination that they faced in the u.s with people calling them nigger and then beating them up or or arresting them but in terms of in terms of japan no people are saying black men are saying that they're actually being looked at as a as a figure of strength in japan but like because um, Jap Japanese, and then they asked some Japanese people and Korean people what they thought. And the, the Asian people are basically saying that the black people are perceived negatively. That's why they perceive, they, they said they're perceived negatively in Hollywood. So that's why, based yes. off of they the American movies, negatively, this is why it has spread all over the world. Right, because yes. they, they they thought because of what they saw in the movies, movies yeah. Yeah, that, that they, they thought they that they those were inferior, they were animals. They yes. thought that black people were just savages, yeah. based off of the movies. But then when they met them in person and realized that these people are stronger physically, mm -hmm. these people have went through hell and back. 
and, and still and creative, still productive. And still productive. Mm -hmm. And that's why and Japanese men are looking. In their ah, right. you know, that's the most important why, part. I often wonder why black people aren't angry at you know, how we were. But, how we but, embrace yeah, people but, still. But you know, when you consider it, if you are angry, I think you it's destroy ignorance. yourself. So you have to get rid of it. I think I think it's ignorance because I think no. a lot of black people you, just don't know. If you remain angry, you only destroy yourself. You have to learn to get over it and keep never forget, but don't allow it to retard you. Right, you have to do that. But I feel like the reason why there aren't many, like for example, in America, when a white man doesn't get his way, he just starts shooting up the place. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. The reason I, I believe you don't see black men doing things like that is because. A lot of the oppression that they face, they're ignorant too. A lot of, a lot of the things that, that are systematically in place that they were grown, brought up in, it's second nature to them. That's what they were right. brought, grown into versus a Caribbean person coming into this country and realizing and this is a right. Yeah. You know? Well, we grew up in the Caribbean seeing people who look like us in charge. Right. Yes. So that is exactly. a critical component of our strength of our ability or in the past because i fear that some of the young people who have come into the culture now are not as strong to withstand all the crap that's going they on they conform but right when we were growing up when i went to high school in brooklyn i went to to um i went to high school they took me back to the Caribbean to go to high school. And then I came back to America and went to high school. So there was nothing they could tell me because I did two high schools in one year and I was done in America. Mm. You understand? After mm. doing my Caribbean. Mm. Just yeah. to ensure that culturally, I did. it was cultural immersion yeah. or re-immersion so that I, can, I knew how to move. Right. But they could come near me with what I knew yeah. coming from the Caribbean. Exactly. And also, what a lot of people, you know, years before would come into America and racism did, racism did not penetrate because you grew up knowing that the politicians, the one who look like you. Yeah. So you didn't feel inferior. You, did, it did, you didn't absorb it. Right. But a lot of younger people today, unfortunately, don't seem... The, the, the grandparents are not doing a good enough job, maybe, to having them know where they're coming from mm -hmm. so that well, they can be strong. I don't think it's basically, I don't think it's just the grandparents well, the to parents. be blamed for that or the parents. I think it's uh, the kids choosing to abandon where they come from yeah. and deciding to conform to where they live now because so, it's viewed yes. as cooler. Yes. It's a cooler thing you. to do. And even, even, you know, this is something my mother even tried to tell me a lot when I came to the country. She used to always tell me, when in Rome, do what the Romans do. Yeah. And I'm just glad that I did not follow that message. Because <laughs> yeah. the Romans yeah. do a lot of things that, that I don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a way, maybe for her, it's just a way to protect, protect you. Because... Kids you are know, while are it's not listen, which is an ironic thing because that message will hurt you instead. I know, but you know what, Shadrach? Back to my high school days in in our Brooklyn, I remember that I was placed. I was between the Hispanic kids mm -hmm. and the English kids, right? Not the Black Americans, and so they hated me. Mm -hmm. They hated us as Caribbean because we identified more with the Spanish. 
Oh. You know, our 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 ways are similar mm. more than the American black culture. Because yeah, it's think true. about That's it. That's what American I experienced blacks. when I lived in the Bronx too. Right. They 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 uh, they associated me you more with, with the with the Spanish people yes, yes. than with the black people. Right. And I felt like I couldn't connect with the black people in America. Because you're Caribbean. Yeah, it's very, but then well, uh, our, but cultures, they, our cultures, our cultures are similar. Yes, But a lot of them would say, even, they, a lot of them would come off as being jealous. But then they would say, "Oh, I yeah. wish I was Jamaican." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what? What's really sad, and one of the things we were doing at the OAS, and I started a foundation. It's called the Foundation for Caribbean. American competitiveness. I'll tell you all more about it because I'd really like to get you involved. Okay. Later. It's a it's a public charity under the IRS. It's got the 5013C. Mm. I'm launching it by April okay. in DC. And nice. then, you know, we go from there. But one of the things that um that we really need to, to understand is the importance of another language. Mm. Our patois is a language, it's authentic. But it cannot compete. Yeah. No. Nope. Right? Mm. You have to know. I grew up in a household where my dad knew Spanish. He spoke Spanish to the older people in Jamaica. And they would tell us, speak English. Don't listen to what you hear. Mm. It took me until I went to live in Panama for me to allow what was inside of me to come out in mm. terms of the language. Okay. And so that helped me. Also at the OAS, because when I went there, they didn't know that I understood Spanish. So they were talking. So I learned everything before they knew I could speak a, a word of Spanish. But the important thing is that you must have another language. Spanish is the business language. French is another business language. But Spanish is number one. And I think a lot of our Caribbean people, this reliance on English, it's not good enough. You've got to have another language. You better language. learn Mandarin if you want to be in the next, in the next millennial. Well, yes, I agree that, ma Mandarin. that Mandarin is yeah. an, in Jamaica and in a lot of Caribbean countries, they're learning it because a lot of people are going there. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is when I lived in Miami, if I didn't know Spanish, I couldn't do business. It was almost impossible yeah. to get where I wanted to go. Especially in Miami, because without, I feel like, yeah. oh, you're yeah. supposed to know this. Yeah. Yeah. And if, you, if your complexion is a little, you know, and you have long hair at the time I did, oh, you're Spanish and you, you, think, yeah, you're, they, you think you're too good. Mm -hmm. You don't want to speak like Spanish. Not, like, like, I know yeah, you must get yeah, it. Because of course. They thought I was Dominican yes. or they, of course. I remember when I, when I worked at Calvin Klein, they said, oh, you're Spanish and you don't speak Spanish. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. What are you at? And it's uh, a Jamaican. Tregenia. Tregenia. You say, yeah. You, you know, when I was on the train today and this man said, to, he was speaking to me in Spanish and I said, so I am Ikina. I am a Jamaican. He said, oh, but you, you understand Spanish. I said, see, but I want to speak English. Let's talk English. And, you know, and they left me alone. Yeah, yeah because they don't want to speak you know? English. They're like, but you need to know yeah, Spanish. Yeah, I no. said, you know, let's... But the point is that it is important. I don't care how old you are. Learn the language. Jonah, I understand what you're saying about Mandarin, but when you're in the U.S. right now, hello. 
It is punishing. And uh, it really does benefit every area of your life, you know. It but, does. And even down, and I realized that because I looked at professional fighters, right? Mm -hmm. And I looked at the professional fighters who were at the top level, and I realized all of them I were know. able to speak a different language. And, 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 then, and then there's another, yeah. there's a person specifically who's an undefeated professional fighter, and he's a champion, mm -hmm. never been defeated. And he's just been a winner his whole life. And this man knows five languages. Mm -hmm. He's a Russian man. Mm -hmm. He knows five languages. Mm -hmm. And English the was key. the last language he learned, and he speaks that fluently. Yeah. It's the key. I mean, let me tell you, it is, it is the key. It's, and you young people, take, you using Duolingo, Duolingo, take time and learn the language. The thing is, when we were in Bogota, uh, I went to a tech conference in Bogota, and the person I do some consulting for did not know a word of Spanish. And three of us, four of us went. I'm the only one. I was translating, and there's some, I'm rusty, but you're in the, once you have the cultural immersion, it comes back. Mm -hmm. And we had a good, a better time in terms of, of negotiating. Course, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because when you talk, that, that um, backpack I have there, back there, mm -hmm. It was being sold for 200 US mm -hmm. at a flea market. I walked away from the flea market. I paid $80 mm -hmm. from $200. Wow. You, you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Understand. Because I'm saying, hello. No, 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 no. I can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. Give it to, come, let's go. Let's knowledge negotiate. Knowledge is power. Yeah, you have to have it. And I think that is, I understand what you're saying, Shadrach, about everything in terms of the politics and stuff. You did a degree in communications. You did communication. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So did I do, yeah. by the way. <laughs> but the thing is, in terms of communication, you've got to land on your feet. You've got to have something a little more. It doesn't have to be fluency. To, um, um, earlier this year, I was at an uh, indigenous conference at the OAS in Washington. And we were talking, um, you know, these all the indigenous people from Latin America. Oh, yes, that is Organization oh, of American, American States. States. Okay. Sorry, that's, um, that's the, you have the UN mm -hmm. and you have OAS. Mm -hmm. So OAS handles the, the hemisphere, Western mm -hmm. Hemisphere, America, Canada, United and all Nations is whereas the UN is everybody, right, right. right? But heavy, it's a heavy political organization, carries a lot of sway. Um, you have this man who, was weighing in on Eva Morales in terms of Bolivia and Venezuela and all that. And I mean, they really are influencing globally. Well, that, yeah. Yeah. But um, so we were, I lost my train of thought. You're we talking were, about the indigenous conference. Right, at the indigenous conference. And um, this woman from the Smithsonian, their study, you know, Jamaica, Patwa is being taught at Harvard. It's what? Been, yes, sir. <laughs> Google it. Yeah. Jamaican patois is at I'm Harvard. Surprised. Okay, they're teaching it at Harvard. It's all over YouTube. Because when people hear um, yeah. speaking, they're like, "What? Yeah. Like that? You know, yeah. they want to learn." They're learning. So. They're they do, do they're like it at Harvard. Yeah. When I, I uh, we were doing a roundtable presentation, and I said to 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 the group, "What is happening with us in Jamaica is that." We are looking at, at, and not just Jamaica, the Caribbean, wherever there is Creole, the Patois. We are looking at um, being authentic. 
as opposed to being able to compete, mm -hmm. trying to balance the scale. So authenticity is great. You know Patwa, you know you'll never forget it. You don't have to go learn it. You know it. It's like the Spanish who learned Spanish from home. Okay, Patwa is authentic. What 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 else you got? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so you know English. Do you really know English? In our day, we learn Latin. We understood, we understand the root of languages, right? That's a plus that our generation got. Because Latin, as soon as you learn Latin, you, you, can, you can learn French, you, you can, can learn, learn Spanish, you can right? learn Italian. The millennials, you all didn't get that. No. We, many of us got a little piece and then they stopped. But the thing is, how can you be competitive? What does competitiveness mean? Mm -hmm. My father used to tell me, you must be able to live anywhere in the world and make work for yourself. Not okay. work for the economy, right. make work for yourself. Right. And that is, so the, the combination of the entrepreneurship and the entrepreneurship, which is within, because you could go into an organization and function like an entrepreneur, if you are valuable to them. They'll give you money, you do your thing. It is important for you guys at this stage to understand the concept of competitiveness. Right. And when you do that, when you're able to do that, politics is a breeze <laughs> because you carve out your niche Right? You do your thing and you say, like your grandmother, and I have also lived in a few, well, traveled. Mm -hmm. She would tell you, I am a rolling stone. I know, I've been all over, everywhere. But that's what my father made me do. Mm -hmm. You have to decide, then you have to weigh it, whether you want to be stable and boring. <laughs> <laughs> or you want to learn about the world All right. and be unstable. Hello. That's a great oh. point. That's a great point. Um, and I think that's a great place to leave it today. Uh, as we move to another part as of the, uh, conversation, of the right? conversation. And yeah. So that's yeah. it for right now for Politics Across Generation. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much.